start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. Welcome to Safety FM, where we talk about safety that's truly inspired by you. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This episode and every episode is sponsored by Safety Focus Moment. They are consultants that will help your company and organization to get to the safety culture that you've been looking for. You can find out more information about Safety Focus Moment at their website at safetyfocusmoment.com. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. Today we're going to have a discussion about behavior-based safety for supervisors. We talk about leadership, we talk about management, but we have not focused on supervisors. They're middle management that goes out there and speaks to your employees and team members and also are the conduit between your line-level employees and your upper management. Let's focus today on behavior-based safety for supervisors. So as we focus today on safety supervisors, we need to understand that they have some of the strongest, most viable information that ends up occurring in your organization. So the first thing that the supervisor should know is why do employees engage in at-risk behavior? When the supervisors are out in the field, they have to keep in mind that line-level employees, depending on how their setup is, they want to get the job done fast. Sometimes that means they might be able to go home quicker. Sometimes the perception could be that it is low risk what they're doing to cut corners. Maybe they just have the nothing's going to happen attitude in regards of, hey, we've done this before, we've done it a thousand times this way, and nothing has happened, so why is something going to happen today if nothing's happened before? This is why we need to reinforce that they're not doing at-risk behaviors. Sometimes the employees have lack of awareness of what risk they're actually taking, and we tend to forget that as supervisors or managers or leadership. One of the first things a supervisor should focus on is the ABC model, and it should be something that is brought up inside of meetings, discussions that's being had with employees about understanding accidents, antecedent behavior, and consequences. The A stands for antecedent that prompt people to act in a certain way. B stands for behavior is defined as, as the action you can see someone doing, okay? Because that makes it a little bit more visible on what they're doing and what activities they're interacting with. And the letter C stands for consequences. That will happen after X behavior, which we'll talk about as we go a little bit further on. So antecedents, prompt people to act, 
perceive the behavior, communicate the information, work best with consequences, and then will only work in short term if there is no consequences. Antecedents can be a person, place, thing, event that could get the behavior started. Keep those things in mind. So essentially there's those items that will cause the behavior to occur. That will cause the behavior to occur. So think about it that way. Consequences. Consequences stronger than antecedents. Consequences have a negative connotation to them. Positive consequences change behavior. Consequences strengthen or weaken a behavior. And keep in mind that there's normally about four categories when it comes to consequences. Punishment. Getting what you don't want. Criticism. Injury. Written warning. Stops and unwanted behaviors. Extinction is not getting what you want. It's no recognition, no acknowledgement. Often decreases wanted or safe behaviors can cause safe performers to slip. So let's talk about this a little bit more structured here. You have to keep in mind that when you're having your supervisors go out and have these conversations with your line level employees and team members, that they need to focus on behavior modification. The behavior modification comes from how the supervisor will approach someone, how the team member will take the information and what is the tone, what is the body language. And these are the things that need to be focused on. Keep in mind that most employees and team members, depending on how you have it set up, will turn around and do things correctly when somebody is supervising them, but they will not do them correctly if no one's watching. And that is the difference between having an employee and having a team member. If they see a common bond and a common goal, more than likely you have a team that consists of team members. If you have employees that are more likely that are interested in just collecting a paycheck, getting the job done and getting the heck out of there, then you might have run into the issue on where they're not paying close attention to what needs to be done. I'm not saying they're trying to go into the work environment attempting to be injured. I don't think anybody goes to work with the attempt to being injured, of course, with the exception of the people that are trying to cause fraud with inside of your workers comp program. But understand that the supervisors play a factor into how information is received, how information is deployed. You can have upper management, upper leadership, talk to your supervisors, but they essentially have a lot of pull on how that information is portrayed into the field. So how you treat your supervisors will play a big factor on how your supervisors will treat your employees slash team member. Try to avoid the negative reinforcement approach with your supervisors and have your supervisors not do the same thing in regards with that approach. If you are not getting what you want, do not come in with the hammer and say, hey, this is what needs to be done. And if you don't do it this way, this is what's going to happen to you. There's a better approach to these things. Avoid criticizing the employee slash team member in public. Doing unpleasant things in a general setting or referencing, hey, you did this wrong in front of a group of people. That's probably not the best approach on you actually getting what you want from your team members. Don't tell them, hey, if you don't do this, we're going to write you up. We're going to terminate you. If you do this kind of management style, 
you're not going to have a team. You're going to have employees. Keep in mind that supervisors will lead that group. So if the supervisors do a certain thing when nobody else is watching, meaning the upper management or the upper leadership, then you have to understand that the employees slash team members will always follow that. As I continue on, I'm going to reference team members as something positive. And when I reference to employees, you're going to be a negative condensation to some extent when it comes to that. So positive reinforcement. Acknowledge your team when something goes correctly. And if you're trying to transition from employee to team, then you need to make those transitional points from there also. So if you're part of the upper management group, you need to reference to your supervisors about how great they are on what they're doing. You need to reference to them the outstanding jobs that they do. Not because you have to, it's because it's the good thing to do. People want to be praised. You don't always have to praise people in public. You don't have to say, oh, look, you were able to put your tools down and that was quite fantastic on how you did it. No, 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 no. What you need to look at is how we're actually doing these and these things on how we're approaching them. People want to know if they're doing a good job. It doesn't always have to be by paying them something. It doesn't always have to be on a review. You can just come up to them and say, hey, you did an excellent job on X today. And it doesn't have to be for every single item that they're doing. I'm not asking for somebody to issue out participation trophies. What I'm asking for is if you take the approach of this is the information that we have of what we've been seeing you do as a supervisor, they're going to go forward to the employees slash team members and portray that same information. If you recognize that behavior on them doing something good, it will maintain and potentially increase that behavior. It will also show that you approach them because of the effort that they have put out. The behavior will occur more and more frequently. The next thing that needs to be done is we need to examine those behaviors. If you see something that went awry or went incorrectly, we need to see what occurred to cause that to happen. It can't just be the information of it happened and we're just going to sweep it under the, the rug here and not pay attention. Results of the consequences occurred because of X. Then we need to see how the employee slash team member is receiving the information on when you're actually giving them this information. The other portion then you'll notice if you're tracking your trends, if there is an increase or a decrease in those behaviors that cause the potential consequence. Now, there are different types of strengths when it comes to consequences. There's the positive type and there's the negative type. There's the ones that are immediate. There's the type that's immediate consequences or there's the ones that will occur in the future. then you have to look at it. There's the probability of something occurring and then there's a probability of something not occurring. These are the things that we tend to forget about. The supervisors will drive the team to focus on these items. The most powerful consequences out of the ones that I just told you are the immediate and the certain ones. And then you just keep in mind that the moderately powerful one is either the immediate one or certain, depending on how you want to look at it. And then the least power, the least powerful is the future because you never know what's going to occur down the road. 
you can't sit there and say, hey, I know for certain that this is going to occur. If you can do that, you're definitely in the wrong business. Now, you can have projections of this might occur, but you don't know 100% that that will actually occur. I don't want to sound like I'm on a rant here, but these are the things that we need to focus on. We focus on it, we drive the behaviors that could lead to consequences, and we reference them to the supervisors so they could reference them to the field, so they could reference them to our team members. And yes, from time to time, they will reference them to employees, people that were trying to transition from employees to team members. Keep in mind, based on the information that I gave earlier about the ABC, this is what we want to look at in regards of behaviors when we're analyzing something. Analysis can help you determine why work behavior is occurring and steps necessary to correct the behavior. This is all supervisor driven. The supervisor can determine on if the person, if needed, is having to wear PPE, if they don't need to be wearing PPE, depending on the job that they're doing. Car crashes don't happen in slow motion. They happen fast. In a crash, there's no time to check if your child's in the right car seat. Don't think you know. No, you know. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The supervisors are the strongest, most important person inside of your organization that can determine what is being done, the word that's being told to the employees slash team members. So you have to understand that they have a lot of power because they are the middle person right there. I know I've said that multiple times already. I want to focus on how important they are because we tend to forget as leadership and managers what factor the supervisors play with your employees, play with your team members. So let's jump back a little bit to analysis here. Pinpointing behavior, what you have to do as a supervisor is that you need to measure what the team members are doing. You need to observe what the team members are doing. You need to make sure that they are reliable and consistent on what they are doing. And are the items that they are doing, are they controllable? Sometimes you're going to have an accident, you're going to have an incident that you cannot control. There are certain items and certain things that will take place from time to time that we have no control over. This is why we will continue to talk about human behavior. This is why we'll talk about how we actually look at that. Keep in mind that content in context is king here. The content that you give to your supervisors, the context that you give to your supervisors are what they're going to take to the team members and into the employees. And that's what's going to drive your workforce going forward. Behavior observations always need to be done in a checklist. You need to have words that reference what you're seeing, the observation, what particular items are pinpointing that you're looking at in particular. Was it safe what they were doing? Was it unsafe what they were doing? Is it 
positive? Is it corrective? Or if it's something that needs additional comments on? What we tend to forget is that when we send supervisors out there, we sometimes give them enough power to do their job, but sometimes we don't give them enough power to do their jobs. From a standpoint of talking and rule enforcing and information, they're able to do a lot more than what we think. But at the same time, sometimes we don't give them the tools to do their job correctly. And when you run into that issue, you're shooting them essentially in the knees, meaning you're not giving them enough power to do what needs to be done. If you follow this formula where you're observing the behavior and you're writing this down, you want to keep this in our record. You want to analyze what they have done. You want to use something that's objective, some kind of measurement that you can go back to and relate to if you have these issues. Measures and safety process, not just results. So you want to see employee X was doing this and they did this correctly. This was a result. But what process did they do to get this correct result? As you're capturing this information, give feedback to the employee. If they need to make a small improvement, let them know. If they're doing excellent, let them know. They will become more of a team member if you let them know what they're doing correctly. Be specific about the performance as it becomes positive reinforcement. I believe in positive reinforcement. I have never been a huge fan of constructive criticism because those are oxymorons, constructive criticism. They just don't seem to work out in my head. Positive verbal feedback. This is something that's crucial as a supervisor that you need to give to the team member. Be very specific and be very sincere. Don't be one of these people that when you go out there and you're giving them the positive information, you're making those smirky smiles or not being honest like, oh, you did an excellent job, but not really meaning it. You need to be very happy as you do this. You will have so much more buy-in from the employee that you're trying to convert to a team member as a supervisor by doing this. I will tell you, the words that you use when you're talking to employees plays a huge factor on what you're trying to accomplish in the long run. When you're giving positive verbal feedback, be specific. Deliver the message immediately. Make it personal. Say, Bill, you did such an excellent job at this today and go A, B, and C. Don't use the whole acronym of you did this great, but I call that a butt sandwich. I've called that a butt sandwich for years. I think that's one of the worst things that you can do. Don't try to tell someone how excellent they are at something and then turn around and be and say, but you could have done this and it would have been much better. Worst thing that you can tell an employee that you're trying to convert into a team member. Corrective verbal feedback. Don't ignore unsafe behaviors as a supervisor. If you do that, you're essentially telling your employee that it's not important that you're going to point it out. And that what they're doing essentially is okay. Acknowledge when they make small improvements. This is very important. Don't use the butt sandwich termination there. Just reference, hey, you did excellent. You're, I can see the improvement and reference that there. Be objective and be specific when you're having these conversations. 
Use a questioning approach if you have some questions still on what they're doing. You can make that approach, still make it positive, but at the same time reference, this needs to be done. And I'm not understanding how you got to this particular outcome. Keep in mind that if you can use graphic feedback, this is very crucial. And when I say graphic feedback, I don't want people to be confused on, oh, you had an injury and show some graphic pictures of an injury that occurred. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm referencing in particular is show visual aids that will help you show where you've been, where you're going and where you're trying to get to. Show them your current goals as the supervisor. Carry a clipboard that has this information. If you're not in the clipboard paper paper format, then use a tablet. And I'm talking about a digital tablet, like an iPad or an Android tablet. Something along the lines where you can show them the information immediately. As you present this information, make sure that you're able to discuss it and that you're able to give detailed information and make sure that you're discussing it frequently. People want to know where they stand. Also give obtainable short-term and achievable goals. Ask for employees input. This will turn them into team members. If you say, this is what we're trying to accomplish by accomplishing this, we need to get to this. How do you think we should get there? Have your team members slash employees assist with developing the program. You will probably have a lot easier buy-in going forward. This also gives you a lot more opportunity for positive reinforcement by doing this. So you might sit here for a moment and go, types of positive reinforcement? What exactly are you talking about, Jay? Well, if you're going to give positive reinforcement, depending on how the person reacts, praise them in public, smile, tell them how great they did in front of others. Now, if they're the kind of person that does not like that, Pull them to the side. Let them know how excellent they're doing. Give them your time and attention. The worst thing that you can do as a supervisor is tell someone how great they are doing as you're looking at your cell phone or you have your cell phone on your desk as they're sitting there talking to you or you're finishing doing a text or an email as they're standing in front of you and you're trying to tell them how great they are. You have not managed to give them minutes of your attention, but all of a sudden now you're telling them they're doing great. They're not gonna believe that you're showing that they're not going to believe that you're seeing a value in the work that they're performing if you do it in that particular matter. Sometimes people like to do the positive reinforcement in a tangible format. That's up to you as the company. If you want to do it in a gift certificate and certain privileges, maybe even give them money, a gift card, maybe to have them have a special lunch. That's entirely up to you. Everybody does it a little bit differently. The thing with stuff that's tangible, people tend to remember it a little bit longer. Also, the other thing is be spontaneous. If you're going to do the tangible thing, don't set the expectation that every time that somebody does something right or that they've improved something, you're going to give them something. When you start doing that, it becomes overuse and it's expected every single time that you turn around. Then you get again to the reinforcement piece. The reinforcement is you want to make sure that you don't become Mr. Positive and everything has such a great outcome and everything is so perfect and so excellent. Because when you run into that scenario, then everybody's just going to be like, well, this seems like a whole lot of hogwash in regard to you telling me on how great I'm doing because everybody's been told the exact same thing. Also, don't expect that because you're implementing a program like this, that the behaviors are going to change overnight because that's not normally the common practice. A lot of people tend to get confused and expect and expecting that, hey, this is what's going to change because I have all of a sudden implemented this program. That's normally not the case. Also, 
If someone has not done something positive, don't turn around and try to tell them that they've done something positive because the person next to them has performed something that was positive and needed to be encouraged and reinforced at that particular time. I know that I went on a little bit longer than normal here today. Also, I would just want to make sure that we do focus on how important our supervisors are out there in the field, because I think sometimes we tend to forget those. Also, at the same time, as I am, I am recording this information. The other thing that we need to remember is every time that we get the opportunity, we need to sit with our supervisors and have a legitimate discussion on the job that they perform and what kind of value they bring to our overall organization. Keep in mind that they are essentially your mouthpiece out in the field. You can portray a message as a part of the leadership or upper management, but essentially those supervisors are the ones that are having the discussion with your field members, employees slash team members that will try to get that information out there. I appreciate you listening to Safety FM today. I know that I had said originally in our last podcast that we were going to try to do questions and answers via phone call today. We did run into some technical issues, so we are going to attempt to do that for our next podcast. Worst comes to worst, I will just read the questions that were submitted and then go ahead and answer them from there. I do appreciate you listening to Safety FM today. I have been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen. And until next time, be safe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Streaming 24-7 on safetyfm.com. So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case, and you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.